everybody. Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. Your host tonight, Scott Gerard, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger, bringing you the best Tiger recap action that the any podcast that covers three states can offer. Um, happy to be with you folks. Happy to be with you guys again. Uh, another week in the books. Um, LSU baseball held firm. Had a pre- pretty good test from Kentucky, but we won the series, making us undefeated in conference series, series, oh, series play, however you want to say it. Um, and I don't know, I thought it was some interesting action around the rest of the SEC. Uh, I'd like to touch on that as well. Um, and, you know, whatever news we can dish out for you folks before it's over, before we do, I want to check in with the co-hosts, see how see how things going, see how the week was. Um, how are y'all doing? Doing good. Good to be with you. The week that was uh you know another good week um decent decent performance by LSU on the baseball field maybe a little bit uh lesser than we'd hoped for but still rolling getting wins where it counts so um I'm excited uh excited to chop it up with you tonight yes hello there doing well uh, it was a stormy weekend both in terms of the weather and maybe cool. the performance on the the field yeah uh, but they they got all the games in which was uh, good because I was in, in very much doubt at some points, but yeah, glad to, to check that out. And then we're getting into some real football this week, hopefully. Uh, so that season is not too far away. So lots of things brewing in, in tiger land. Right. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. We're, I know we're going to touch on it in a second, but um, that hopefully that we're going to have a game soon. That's just interesting but anyway uh there were three games at the box this weekend lsu took two of them um first one uh you know it was it was pretty much over in the first inning if, if you want to just get down to brass tacks i mean lsu uh run ruled them and kentucky kentucky I, I don't know there wasn't really much of a a fight in that first game second game however um kentucky came back uh, i mean lsu was still Kind of, I mean, they had the lead and lost it. Uh, just Kentucky, I don't know. They, I tell you what, Kentucky is, they do what they do well, right? And that's small ball. I think they probably do the best small ball of anybody. They get a guy on, they're probably trying to bunt him over, you know, with the second bat. They just, they did that very well. The hit and run, the the, the suicide squeeze bunts, all that stuff. Uh, and that's, that's what we saw. Um, I think that's why it's so pesky. Because uh, they could just get, you know, small runs here and there. They, they're not like a big power hitting team like we are, right? They're not, I don't even know how many grand slams they have, but I know they got a lot of stolen bases and that's how they generate their runs. And they did it. Um, of course, LSU took the third game in come from behind fashion. Uh, it was in the bottom of the ninth. It was still pretty tense though, right? Like Tommy White pretty much drove in the winning run with his butt cheek. <laughs> he just got pegged and, Walked in the run and we were able to hold them off. So hey, we'll we'll take it, right? It's another series win, which in this conference, it's nothing to shake a, a stick at. Um, I think, although I'm not sure about Vandy, I think we're the only team that has yet to lose a series. Vandy is probably the only other one because um, I know Vandy took care of South Carolina this weekend. So I know South Carolina has definitely lost a series, uh, but. Everybody else has pretty much lost a series. Um, it's weird, though, right? Because Arkansas, we've beat them. 
But, you know, they swept Tennessee this week. So right now they're on top of the West standings. I guess that's going to happen, but I'd still rather take not losing a series and just, you know, knowing what you have going into the postseason. I don't know, Tommy, overall, what did you think about the series, man? It was it was pretty good. Is I, I didn't think Kentucky was going to go lightly. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, very easily, they easily could have handed us our first series loss of the season, too, you know? Oh, I mean, I, that uh, was it the, yeah, it was the Friday game, right? Where we, we were all talking about it. Uh, I mean, that was one we should have, we shouldn't have lost. That was probably the most disappointing point of the, of the uh, series for me. And it wasn't even because we lost. It was because, I mean, we were raking and, and playing really well and then kind of just gave it up. But um, overall, I'm again, another happy, uh, I mean, I'm happy again for another series win. Um excited about the, where this team could take us. Uh, I mean, I, we're clearly, I mean, we're number one in the nation for a reason. I do wonder, I, it makes me just a little bit scared. Like when I'm watching Vanderbilt play, or like you said, when Arkansas sweeps Tennessee, um, you know, gosh, are we going to hit, or have we, have we played the best yet? Like is, are, are we, are we going are we taking two out of three from the best teams and that's just how good we are? Or is it we're taking two out of three against very good teams, but when we hit Vanderbilt, when we hit the, you know, I mean, like you said, we've already beat Arkansas, but uh, I don't know. I just, I do get a little bit scared on that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Uh, The only game I was able to watch, unfortunately, was that Friday game, like you mentioned, Tommy, where we were up six to two and then a missed pop fly, well, I mean, I guess it was maybe a little bit harder hit than a pop fly, but still should have been an easy out by Braden Joe Barry. He overran it. The ball yeah. drops three runs, pour across the plate. And then it goes in the blink of an eye from being up six, two to down 12 to six. Yes. And, and although we, we put a couple of runs across in the, I think the eighth to make it a close game at the end, uh, it was never too much in question. You could see that the air had been taken out of the, our sails and that game was pretty much over at that point. So a tough way to go about it. We're basically one play dictates uh, a win versus a loss, but uh, we've mentioned it before that if you win two out of three against a top 15 SEC opponent, it's not, not too bad. And if we keep doing that, then that's why we're the number one team in the country. I mean, there was discussion online that LSU was going to drop from the number one spot after this week, even after winning the series, but everybody else, no one went undefeated at the top. So we just kind of held Pat, uh, some of that coming to do with our own coming back from a deficit in the third game where some clutch uh, hitting and like you, you mentioned, Scott, the the hit by pitch by Tommy white to score the winning run uh, saved us, but uh, I'll take it and glad mm-hmm. they got all three games in because the, the third game on Saturday was delayed and there was some discussion that it wasn't going to be played, which would have been pretty disappointing to go two weeks in a row, only playing two games out of the series. So uh, I'm glad they got that in and obviously it worked in our favor. But the, uh, the big takeaway is that our pitching is still very thin. It's basically Paul Skeens and then a whole bunch of everybody else. Uh, Thatcher Hurd is basically a mess on the mound. He tried to give away the, the third game. And then uh, Ty Floyd was kind of hit or miss on Saturday. We've also been dealing with a lot of injuries, especially on the pitching side. And we had more of that this week uh, with Gavin Dugas getting hurt, although he's supposed to be back this week against Ole Miss, hopefully. And then Paxton Kling going down as well. I think both on diving for balls in the outfield, which is a, a sad way to 
to pop your shoulder out or, and I think for Dugas and I think Kling hurt his leg doing that, but uh, yeah, we need to get on the mend. Um, the only good thing is that the back half of our schedule is a little bit easier. So uh, although it is at Ole Miss, who always has a crazy crowd. So you never know what will happen there. Yeah. But um, as you mentioned, pretty much the, the back half of the schedule uh, now that Kentucky's in the rear view, there is nobody in front of us that has a winning conference record. Everyone else is underwater in that regard. Not to say that they can't give us a stiff test or surprises or anything like that, but like we've, we've already gone through the hardest part of the schedule. I just only hope we don't, you know, look at the schedule and try and take our foot off the gas or downshift or think like, all right, we just have to show up and it's one. Still the SEC, it's hard. I mean, I, I know Ole Miss is down this year. They went from first to pretty much worst in our division. But, I mean, it, I don't know. It's just you, you can't take anything for lightly, and like, like Daniel said, especially at some of these SEC environments. Um, but hopefully the injuries don't last long. Like you said, uh, Dugas is supposed to join us maybe this week cling i don't know it's a hamstring injury just look just looking at the replay though on gavin man it uh i don't know it painful. It on, yeah when he was rolling around man it looked like he got shot out there or something i just you you didn't think it was going to be a simple injury but i guess it's just bruised and it's fine sure we could have used him but we were able to get by without him i think that's it was good that we kind of made it through a tough series without uh you know a guy that's kind of saved us in a lot of these other series. Yeah. So I think, you know, it goes back to what we've talked about before with what Jay Johnson has in his cupboard, as long as he can use it right. And these guys step up when they are given the opportunity, you know, LSU can take on anybody pretty much. Um, I will say, I think the only thing, like there's some of these series where we thought maybe we could have swept. We should have, maybe we didn't, we still got the series win. But you can see how, you know, ten, uh, Arkansas sweeping Tennessee where we didn't. Now they're like one game ahead of us. So I think that's the only thing that hurts us. The only thing that's going to kill us is like a regular season SEC West title, right? Uh, other than that, if we just keep doing what we're doing, winning series and Arkansas wins it, I don't know. It's I mean, just two out of three. If you win two out of three and take it, you take that all the way to Omaha, at the end of the year, you got a trophy. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for jumping ahead, Tommy. That's pretty much what I was going to say is I'll take two out of three the rest of the year because that means you're doing something. Yeah. Um, Although it would be nice to get that one sweep that we've been looking for all, all season. Cause it seems like every, two. like every, sure. every week. Yeah. It's like one play or one game that we just lose a squeaker and then just leaves that little bitter taste in your mouth. Like we could have had it. And yeah. if, so if we could put the stamp on Ole Miss and take all three, that would be a big morale booster. I mean, you say morale booster for the number one team in the country. It's not like we're, we're down in the dirt, but uh, that, that would really kind of send us flying high. So uh, but anything can happen. Uh, I'm just excited to watch it against the defending national champions, lest you forget. So uh, they don't play like it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they they had a uh, they had to go to Mississippi State this past weekend. What a great like those were good games. I think Mississippi State had to come back in two of them. It was great. But that's did you guys true. see the? Yeah, did you see the crowd? Like that's that's someone posted something and I. So they said something about the best environment in college baseball. And honestly, I, I, I can't, 
I could make an argument for LSU for Alex Box, but honestly, looking at that, like they had something that we haven't had yet. Like they they've got they've got that stadium built out differently, which supports very enthusiastic fans. Uh, but just the environment there looked way better than one particular game that I've seen at Alex Box this year. Right? Like they set a they set a, a home game record. What was it like sixteen thousand and sixteen and a half? Mm-hmm. Uh, went to went to the games one of his games this weekend. So. I don't know if LSU can top that, um, but the environment, man, that's that's something LSU can definitely strive for. Uh, I mean, definitely have the history, but kind of need to bring back those old box, raucous crowds. You know, I think we'll get there. We just need some more games like this weekend, um, and then for the upgrade the stadium, the outfield bleachers, so on and so forth. But other than that, um, like where the Tigers are sitting. Uh, you mentioned pitching. I think that was you, Daniel. Yep. Yeah, I think some of the guys, hopefully they get better so we have them. You know, once we get to the end of May and June when we're going to Hoover and hopefully Omaha, um, that's why we need them. But, yeah, we're definitely missing some guys, like some of these guys that are out. Hopefully they'll come back. But thank goodness Bryce Collins has been holding his own. Like he, he held those last two innings uh, against Kentucky to get the win, his second in a row, I think. Uh, so he's he's putting in some good innings. Jay Johnson said that much as well. Uh, it's like he 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 has the confidence to put him in those situations because, like you said, he's running out of guys where he can put in a situation and have trust. So at least we have that going for us, which is nice. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get somebody somebody back that's that's out. So we'll see. Definitely yeah. need the arm though. We did, yeah. I mean, the Daniel, you're right. The pitching is the is the really the main pitfall, and it's just like, uh, I don't. I guess you gotta go say it. We've gotten worse. Feels like, um, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like our our number two and three guys were able to kind of hold it together. Yeah, like Skeens is Skeens. He's been the best in the country the whole year. He's probably gonna go number one overall in the MLB draft. Um, you but know, not, not to big, cut you off, but like against the non-conference opponents like they were we were, we could beat them but against the sec competition yeah they just have gotten exposed i think a little bit well and, and even early on in sec play like i mean i think back to that to that first a&m series our our pitchers weren't i mean skeins was great and then you know the next two games like we were in those games and, and i feel like it wasn't necessarily the pitching that like it wasn't like you know we were we went down by six runs in one inning like kind of like we've done in the in a couple games so far uh this you know recently so i i just hope we can i hope we can figure out that mix we need going forward uh because we just need just we just need this much just a little bit of help pitching because our our bats can do the rest of it yeah well in the, the thing about the pitching unfortunately is it's not like these teams are just all of a sudden one inning, like figuring a guy out or whatever. It's like these guys are entering games and like, we're getting three walks in an inning with a pass ball or, and, or a hit batter. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, they, they, they do it to themselves. We keep shooting ourselves in the foot. I I could understand if they were just hitting off the pitchers, but then they don't have to, they can just stand there. We'll walk them around the bases. We'll load them up for them. You know, can't win games if you're doing that. No, you really can't. Uh, it's yeah, but but I mean, like let's 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 not forget we we've, we've won two we've won every series we played, <laughs> so 
that's nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, you, you do wonder um, when we get to Hoover, when we get to Omaha, or when we get to a regional, super regional, that kind of stuff, maybe maybe this maybe this pitching staff can st- will step up a little bit. It's maybe a little bit less of a grind. You know, you think about it, they are playing four games a week. Um, yep. You know, when you get to when you get to Hoover, of course, they're going to be playing. It's more of a tournament, but you play one, then you play another. You know, maybe you you play you get in the losers bracket, that kind of stuff. But still, it's not like series. Then you get in the in the regional, the super regional. Um, it just means a little bit more. It's just a little bit more intense in a good way. So hopefully that, that helps us too. Agreed. Yeah. And also the regional and the super regional, I'd imagine we would, you know, we would be at home as well uh, until we get to Omaha. But the thing with that is at that point, it's just baseball, right? There's you know, classes over. So there's at least one huge thing. All, you know, all their courses are taken off their plate so they can just relax Hopefully not not overthink stuff in between games, but um, yeah, I don't know. See, I, I feel like what is it? It's I know in Omaha, like if you win that first game, you're sitting for two days because the the losers play that next day, and then you play I think the day after. So as long as you win, you got plenty of time in Omaha. It's just yeah. if you if you lose, and then now you like pretty much have to win every single game after that, and it's going to be day after day day after day you know that's i think that's what's going to hurt us is having to eat through pitchers just to save one game and in that next game you're left with you know whatever's left because like what do you know what the um like if you use a pitcher one day like i don't know if there's any rules or if they you know if it's just like a baseball thing where you know and if he, he only pitches so much you can use him again the next day I don't think it's a rule, at least not in college. I mean, I think it, I think there is a rule in maybe in high school or in like definitely yeah. in like travel ball, little league, that kind. Of, I don't think it's a rule in college or in okay. NLB. Um, I mean, I, I think back to and you're, I think you're right. Like, I think back to the World Series in 2014 with the uh, the Giants won, and Madison Bumgarner pitched. He pitched like one game, they won, and then the next game he it was like the next day and he came in and pitched like the last like four innings and like won the game for him. I mean, he was mm-hmm. pitching on no rest. Um, he started a game and then came in and relieved the next one. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could totally, you know, and, I, and that's something you can do when it is, when it's all on the line where you're not, like, and that's something Jay Johnson will have in his back pocket. Like let's, let's be honest. If we get down to the, to the end, if, you know, if, if we're playing in Omaha, I don't think it's out. I mean, schemes might, might come in, for relief at some point you know what i mean like right well i think it i think it was just last year in the regional at oregon i think landon marceau like started the first game then like came back in in the third or fourth game or something when we we're kind of making that loser's bracket run and he was only on like two days of rest or something and he threw like a couple innings to start it off so yeah i agree i can definitely see that happening to skeins this year where it's like come on man you got a little bit le- a little bit of gas left in the tank just like just put two innings out there for us or something yeah. get the ball rolling and then well, and it's just something that you would that like you would never even consider in it and game two of the kentucky series because it's like well, if you do that, then that throws him off. Then he can't start next Friday because we've got another series. You know what I mean? Like it's there's all of that, but when it's all on the line, this is what this is what matters. Like we gotta you gotta get up. You know what I mean? So maybe that's something to look not necessarily look forward to, I guess, but just like keep in mind 
could be it could be a a, a, a beneficial thing for us. Sure, uh, and there's always the hope that you know uh, if Skeen's doing his thing and he's untouchable, uh, as long as we're up and up decently, like you know what if it is. I mean, it seems like so long ago where LSU was up, you know, in, the, in these three day, three, uh, you know, the weekend series. Um, like, I, I don't know if it was, it was in the SEC play, but it's like, we'd be up so big. They could take him out after the fifth inning just to assure he gets the win and he could just sit. He didn't have to pitch anymore after that. He didn't even hit a hundred pitches many times. It's been a while since that's happened because the competition's gotten stiffer, but I don't know. I could see that as, an, as something, you know, if, if Skeens is in there, but we're up like however much close to run ruling him, we could probably get away with taking him out, saving his arm. If that's how we can use him. But anyway, I don't know. I think um, otherwise LSU has pretty much proved all they need to. They just need to finish. Right. Don't yeah. do what Tennessee did. Uh, and just, you know, look great during the regular season. And then when you get to the postseason, just, crap the bed so to speak agree yeah um i mean we're uh it's exciting man it, 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 i don't know i wish i i think you're right daniel we just need to get we need to get that one or two sweeps and then i'll be happy that's the one thing i want i want to sweep somebody i want to take three games and leave no doubt and then then we're good Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Like I said, we next next four weekends. That's that's a win. Um, might be against Ole Miss. Maybe Georgia, who's probably got the worst record in the league. Uh, I don't know. It's them or Ole Miss. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Hopefully, we can just get through these these series with like everyone stays healthy, right? No no damage, and we just start to get guys back. That is that would be a good good primer for some postseason run. Um, did you guys see any of the uh, the? I don't know. We talked about Tennessee and Arkansas already, but did you see any of the other action around the ACC? Vandy's still quietly doing their thing, right? It's um, it took out South Carolina, took took two out of three. Um, Florida looking strong, also took two out of three out of Georgia. I know Georgia's not that great, but still, it's just. Uh, but all, all these teams in the East are about to hit the meat of their schedule. I'll, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Like Vandy right. passed the first test, but they still got to play everybody else. Yeah, um, Vandy, Vanderbilt is is scaring me. They're just, like you said, Scott. They're just quietly, methodically moving through their schedule. Um, like we, I think we covered it maybe last week or the week before. They had a few hiccups early in the season. You know, it's kind of like what we what we've traditionally done, where it's you know you lose to to South Dakota State, and you're like, wait, how did that happen? Um, but they, I mean, they look good, and you can never count Vanderbilt out. So that is one to to you know I'm a little bit scared of. Um, I'm definitely more scared of them than I am Tennessee, which is interesting because of course like you know Tennessee last year and the year before were kind of world beaters. Um, but uh, yeah, I I there I I did I have seen you know I did watch their I didn't watch their games but I saw kind of the highlights and the the success that they're having. So, um. Definitely something to watch out for. Indeed. Um, yeah. Let's talk football. <laughs> football. Well, what's there to talk about, Daniel? Well, 
there are rumors that LSU is playing a spring game this Saturday okay. at one o'clock to culminate uh, spring training that uh, will end on the 22nd, yep. which is the last scheduled practice. And I, I don't know if I have bad information here, but it's hard getting confirmation that we're actually having this spring game on Saturday. If you just Google like LSU spring game, at least of Monday evening, not much turns up, uh, which is strange. And then just as of a couple of weeks ago, Ke- Brian Kelly himself kind of cast some doubt on the the happenings of the spring game, saying that they had a lot of injuries, especially on the offensive line. And so we may end up getting more of a glorified like practice or, or scrimmage than a, a real kind of full contact event, which is disappointing. But hopefully we get there uh, and have something, some some meat on the bone for us LSU fans to to digest here. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's very strange, and this is something we we we've talked about a little bit. Uh, but I mean, this especially now with with the date. Not like you said, Daniel, nothing formal. You know, I would have thought at least by now we would, because I mean, the spring game is a, is an event. People go and they usually te- to televise it. They got to get ESPN lined up. ESPN's going to be, yeah, theoretically ESPN's there. Like, I think it's a missed opportunity if we don't do it. But then again, I guess, I don't know if you saw it. Did y'all see any of the low lights from the Florida spring game this, uh, this past weekend? I heard they had some QB issues. I don't know if you can elaborate on that. I think the final, or I don't know what the final score was, but I saw a screenshot um, where in the fourth quarter, it was seven to seven, um, which is kind of hilarious for a spring game where like one, typically you kind of just score at will. And two, um, I mean, it's, you know, you're not like, you're not playing. Theoretically, the offense has a, has kind of an advantage. Like you're like the quarterback is not going to, there's no tackling the quarterback. Like there's no, you know, you're not hitting people that hard. So, um, but that was kind of, so maybe I could, if, if Brian Kelly's like, yeah, look, our product's not much better than that. I could see not wanting to put, even put it on TV. Um, but I don't think that's the case. Um, I, I think it's a missed opportunity if we don't do it, you'd get ESPN in like what they're called, you know, that there's a day where they go to Alabama. They recently had G day which is uh, at Georgia. Um, I don't know if they call it L day here, but I feel like well, they call it the, the L club. I don't really know where that comes from. It's like the L club spring game. Well, the L club is, um, is the, uh, I guess what your uncle's in. That's the, uh, the, uh, the club of former athletes, like all, all letter, like they call it L club because you letter when you letter it, she uh, a big L on the letterman jacket. That makes so, sense. Anyone who's lettered for LSU can be um, can join the the L club, um, and so I guess I I wonder if they like pay for it or like do something you know, or maybe they get the proceeds from it or something like that. Right. But um, regardless, I think this is a this is a symptom of the of the way Kelly has been really running this offseason since the bowl game. You're just not hearing anything. Not that you're not you're not hearing bad. You're not, but you're not hearing good. You're not hearing anything. It's it's strange. Yeah. It's totally different than what we're used to. And you think it's just on purpose by him? Because I, I mean, he had this is his first full year under his belt, like where he's had, uh, you know, the team under his guidance since the beginning of the season till the end, and now into the next season. You know, last year he was here, but you know, he started like playing catch up. Uh, I mean, we heard stuff up until the spring game before and after 
But yeah, it's like I, I feel like we were even hearing stuff then. Now, it's like not a peep, which is weird. It's like you expect to hear something. But as long as it's not bad news, I guess we can't complain. Yeah, well, last year, like you said, he was he was new, but he was still kind of beating the drum of LSU. He's like, I'm here, I'm making changes. We were getting all those reports about how Brian Kelly is running the professional system. Everything is polished and yeah. there's law and, law and order in the, the football practice now. And now it's like the, the martial law has overcome the, to the point yeah. where nothing is even leaking out. Um, and you see that in the reports from the like the beat writers who are like, yeah, I got to watch five minutes of practice and saw Jaden Daniels throw one pass or something oh, like that. They do that thing where they put, you know, they have you heard about how they put the uh, they put the press like in a um, like a, in like a siphoned off like like section, mm-hmm. like they they rope it off and they're like, you can walk and stand right here. Yeah, they they show them five minutes and they say, okay, now you need to leave. <laughs> But yeah, it's strange. Um, one thing Kelly has pointed to because some a reporter I straight up asked him about the spring game a couple of days ago after in the, like the post practice press conference, and then Kelly was like, he kind of punted. He was like, "Well, we've had a lot of injuries, and we're going to see what's going to happen." And I was reading this article just earlier today that was posted on LSU Odyssey, and there's 15 players listed who were either starters or major contributors who were like have missed a significant portion of the spring with injury. And so I don't really know what that says, either bad luck or we've ranted about this in the past under, Oh, all the injuries that we had, it seemed like a, like a plague. Um, and now it's rearing its head again. But if that's the the reason why they, they end up doing a no go on the spring game is disappointing for the fans. And for us as LSU football consumers in general, I mean, we want something to talk about, Yeah, uh, but got to get the team healthy, I suppose. And you don't want anybody to, to get injured in a spring game, which is rare, but it has happened. Um, so I guess maybe a week from now we'll, we'll see where we lie and hopefully we'll have some stuff to recap for you, but it's weird. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention was, the uh, kind of the Garrett Nussmeyer situation, which is that he seems pretty solid, but we're in the second transfer portal window right now. I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all were aware of this and it's open for the next like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so if him or any other players don't transfer in the next two weeks, then they got to wait until December again for the next window, I believe. So that's something to, to keep an eye on. I don't know if anybody had any takes or something, but just to see if we get any last second, entries or, or exits in these kind of positional battles i don't know I, I do want i mean like maybe this is a little bit too conspiratorial but what if he looks real good what if what if both quarterbacks look real good in the spring and brian kelly's just like look i don't want to show him off i could because you would think like okay let's say garrett nussmeyer goes out there and he's firing on all cylinders and Jaden's firing on all cylinders and they're both like just dueling basically Maybe he maybe he throws his hat in there and you know says okay I'll I'll see where I can go because there was some speculation, um, what when when Walker transferred, or no before before any of them had transferred wasn't some of the speculation oh well like Garrett Nussmeier is going to stay until the spring see who's the starter and then he'll probably transfer, you yeah. know. So With like TCU or something being a, an option. TCU Not or like... SMU was the other option I think. Yep. Um, right. I, I don't know. Like, I it's not, it's not impossible. This is about to be some kind of recruiting board 
talk, but uh, a former five-star player for Georgia, D-lineman Barry Alexander, who had played a fair amount for Georgia in his true freshman year, he just transferred or entered the portal for them. After, I mean, they win the national championship. He's looking to take a big step up. But then there, everybody was talking online about how he was heavily tampered with, a.k.a. other schools had been in contact with him, possibly against rules. And then it comes out he's going to Texas. And everyone is like, Sarkeesian put the put the juice in on him. They raised all the money and wheeled him out of town. Uh, could that happen to Nussmeyer or anybody else? I mean, it's it's possible. I wouldn't want to see that. But um, it could be a it could be a whole nothing burger and nothing happens at all in the next two weeks, or you could see some, some pretty breaking news. Uh, yeah. I mean, like that would be, that would be huge news. It's, and it's so weird because this, I, I what I, what I wonder, and I, I've been thinking about this is like, I wonder if this is how Kelly ran spring in Notre Dame. Did you just I'm not, not sure. hear about anything? Like, you know what I mean? Was it just like, not because I will say this and I don't know if it's sec bias slash, not in Indiana slash don't really pay attention to like off season. I mean, I do pay attention to, I pay attention to all off season for college football, but I'm not like on the big 10 boards, you know, reading everything. And yeah. so I wonder when Kelly was there and I mean, they had really good teams. They went to the playoff. They went to the national championship way, you know, in 2012. Um, and they competed for actually what I, I mean, they could, yeah. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if like when he was there and they were really good, um, was there as much hype during the spring as there has been here? Or did he just like keep it real low key like it's like it is here? And that, that's his thing. I don't know. That's interesting. He probably was able to like because, you know, they were independent for a while. There's no there's no media days. There's there's nothing, you know, maybe there's less. I don't know. I'm sure Notre Dame has its own following. People want to know. But well, you, you'd presume they're still doing spring. They're doing spring ball. We know that they're doing a spring game. Um, You know, maybe they're not. I mean, they have their own network almost like NBC. Yeah, one of the biggest fan bases. Yeah. And so it, now that I'm like thinking back on it, it's like, well, OK, like why? I guess I mean do we, I don't I don't know about USC. Have we seen a USC spring day or spring spring game? Maybe not. I don't know. But it does seem maybe that's an SEC thing. Is having the spring practice and and game be like televised and be more of like a, a an event. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. USC had USC had their spring game on Saturday or 2 days ago at the time of recording and so same kind of business as usual for them. Like we like, I guess my point is like there wasn't like ESPN wasn't out there. Yeah, I think I understand. Yeah, because we heard more about the Florida being really bad than yes. USC, like putting putting the lights out. And Florida's yeah. like a middling team at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the the fan interest in a spring game is not there as much as it would be in the SEC. I think True. I could say that. Although with USC, you would think there might be some added interest like they added cliff kingsbury in the offseason he's like I know. he's their, their qb coach right he's not oc he's just a qb coach or something yeah well because like lincoln's gonna be the oc i would yeah I, you know like he's i mean i'm sure lincoln's gonna call plays but sure. can you imagine but, going from going from nfl head coach to like assistant at usc under lane kiffin who right. didn't they play together weren't they both know. at texas tech 
Yeah, I know Kingsbury yeah. was. I didn't know Kiffin was. Or, uh, Kiffin. <laughs> uh, I didn't know uh, Riley was. Yeah, so uh, I think the story is that Riley um, was a backup quarterback, and he was – I'm. let me – wait, I got to – Daniel, talk. I got to look this up because I think it's a pretty cool story if I'm right. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it is strange that there's a big fall from Cliff Kingsbury who just a few years ago was one of the – high flyers in the nfl there's that classic shot of him like during the draft kick back at his like marble mansion oh yeah um but the only other even semi-comparable one i can think of is like bill o'brien going from the head coach of the texans to oc at alabama and even that i mean was not as much of a, a downgrade i would say and you're you're in the nick saban school so you're poised to, to do some winning well and bill uh, o'brien really went out in in just shame from the nfl i don't feel like kingsbury went out like that no like yeah the cardinals were bad but they weren't like bottom of the league like bill o'brien texans were, were pretty poor at the end and he they kind of ran him out yeah they ran him out they bottom of the thing then there was all this stuff where he was like he traded deshaun watson or no no not deshaun watson uh hopkins right he traded yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre hopkins for, for yeah for a gift basket from arizona yeah <laughs> um so like that was I, I mean he was the headlines of, of football for like months about how bad he was. I didn't really get that feeling with Kingsbury. Um, no, okay, wait, this is cool actually. So I looked it up. Yeah. Um, so Lincoln Riley was he went to Texas Tech and was a was a uh, backup quarterback for Cliff Kingsbury when he played for Mike Leach, but uh, I think Leach kind of came to Lincoln and was like, "Look, man, like." Uh, you're not going to be the guy like you're not going to play quarterback for me, but you're like really good. And you're like, you know, you're really good at this game. You're just not. So come be my, be like a, a student assistant for me. And so that's how he got into coaching. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, cool. now they're back, you know, both coaching together. Yeah. Uh, just going back really quickly to spring games in general for LSU. Uh, let's say safety is an issue or what, you know, just injuries, whatever. Um, I, I pose this question because, I, you know, in the SEC they they show spring games. I don't. I think I was looking for a baseball game, and I saw a glimpse of Arkansas's. They all had on those extra padded helmets. Yeah, like for their spring games. And I thought, ah, oh, that looks weird, but I, you know, I get it. It's safety. Makes me wonder, you know, if they're really going through this game as they would a normal game, you know, because of that. I just, I don't know. But do you think the like other spring games, like would people still be interested? Like at LSU, would they still go to the spring game if it was like a pared down version? You know, basically them just running plays for the fans. Like, you know, it was I don't want to say totally without pads, but like if it was some like it's almost like a seven on seven. Something like that. Like would fans you think fans would still show up because like the bigger your game, you know, the bigger your team is, you know, they look at your spring game. Oh, no one even showed up to their spring game. I mean, who cares really? But do you think fans would even show up at all for something like that? Seven on seven, you know, pads, no, you know, like just helmet and shoulder pads or what? You know, some pared down version. I actually, th- I think so. Um, I mean, I feel like LSU fans will show up for kind of anything. Uh, yeah, that, sure. That's true as long as it's not like a million degrees outside, like it is sometimes then yeah. there'll be people who are, who are going to be there. That's just how rabid they are. Yeah. And then they'll be posting about it immediately online afterwards with the best parts 
a lot about the worst parts, everything in between, who, yeah. which recruits were there, all that. Mm-hmm. Right on. I, I mean, something they could look at if injuries are an issue, but I, I don't know. I was like, what, what are you proving other than just sh- showcasing the fans or showcasing for the fans uh, if you're just going through like a glorified scrimmage, you know, in the spring? Do you even need it at all? I, but it is I, mean, tradition. I, I don't know. It's yeah, it's tradition. I think it's, I mean, it's fun. Like I feel like it's probably fun for the players. Yeah. Just um, get up there, show some signs of life. I mean, this is a, a big recruiting event for a lot of times. Like absolutely. Get people, people coming in and we haven't really heard that. Oh, these five stars have booked their flight to Baton Rouge for the spring game. Um, and things in, in general have been a little slow on the recruiting trail uh, as well, which is, is well, sad. I guess, I mean, we signed, you know, we signed our entire class and everything and, and I guess things are looking good for next year, but yeah, you're right. Like it has been, uh, everything's slow. What's going on? What is going on with <laughs> football ops or what, yeah, what's going on in the world that we don't know about is, is it ending? Like, is that, is that why it all seems this way? But, um, as far as like football ops, I don't know. Um, no news is good news. I still say that's the better, uh, the better outlook on it. The less yeah. we hear, the less we hear the better, right? Like the, if the worst thing we hear about from our last bowl game until fall practice opens is Malik neighbors getting arrested. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a, that is a win for us. True. Well, I think the charges are dropped. So that's already done, done with. So there you go. Um, what else guys? Cause I did want to mention one thing, but I don't know if you still had some more football talk to go through. Uh, I think that's about it. Like I said, it's supposed to be Saturday, one o'clock central time. Um, so it'll be running simultaneously with the baseball game on Saturday against Ole Miss, which is at 2 PM central. So uh, if you got both set up your two screens and, and enjoy, and hopefully we'll be able to to break that down next week, but yeah, go ahead, Scott. Uh, well, actually two things. Uh, I just remembered one thing, uh, while we're talking about football, there are two Tigers that were uh, named to the National Football Foundation and College Football Hall of Fame Honor Society. Excuse me, the Hampshire Honor Society. That would be Jay Bramblett and running back Josh Williams. I think you just have to have a 3.2 or better to be considered, but uh, I mean, Josh Williams is doing really well. He's got a 3-4, and he's, hey, hey, um, you know, stick your hand up if... uh, if you can relate, he's part of the prestigious Flores MBA program. I don't know if you guys have known anyone that have gone through that, <laughs> <laughs> but see, I mean, he's, it's, he's his two year starter. He's got a 3.4 in marketing. So, and he's also a two time member of the SEC academic honor roll. Uh, so, so there you go. Just want to give them some recognition for that. Thank you. You know, we graduated too early. Yeah, I know. We, we were classmates with Liam Shanahan for what that's worth. <laughs> we were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this guy went to Harvard. Just like Josh Williams, this guy's like totally coming from the ground up on all levels. So yeah. walk on to him. walk on to now NBA. What can you say? All right. Exactly. It doesn't even I, mean, I don't even know what's going to happen with him after LSU football is over for him. But. He's not worried. He's got a, he's working on his NBA. Yeah. So there you go. Just want to give a shout out to them. Uh, the only other shout out I wanted to give to was the, uh, the, the gymnastics team. Uh, the lady tigers actually made it to the final four for the NCAA gymnastics championships. 
they did not win, but just making it that far, uh, I think is definitely worth some recognition. Congrats to them on a, on a great season. Um, and I don't know, I think in, in a small way, it still highlights the good job Scott Woodward's doing because, you know, they had a good program there to begin with, never really won it. But then, you know, like their coach of what, 40, I think it was 42 years, Diddy Bro, mm-hmm. she retired. They haven't missed a beat. Like, you know, they got someone else right in there and the, and the program is still successful. So congrats to them. Better luck next year. And with Very that, nice. with that, that's all I have. You guys got anything else we didn't mention? I think that's it for me. Okay. Tommy? Ah, uh, gosh, I think that's it. Um, you know, just another another good week in the books, ready for uh for some more action at the box. Amen. Uh you'll have to wait a couple of weeks because like we said, LSU is traveling to Oxford this oh, week. Oh wait. What? That sounds bad. Omaha, Omaha. Just ready for <laughs> some more ready for some more uh action on the Tigers uh on the road. So yeah. There you go. Uh but yeah, they take on Ole Miss this week on the road. Uh, they'll come back after that, so we'll, we'll have that recap for you. Uh, of course, they got the you know the out of conference game tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll cover that as well. Um, and other than that, I think that'll pretty much do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed bringing it to you. Tune in next week. We'll have the recap of the LSU Ole Miss baseball game and anything else that comes down the pike. Hopefully, no transfer out news. Um, we can keep that streak going. Uh, But whatever it is, we will have it here for you. Stay safe, stay tuned, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tapes.